Hello, and welcome to a Mind Matters podcast, presented by A Light for Change, where we talk about the who, what, where, how, and why we as a community can make positive changes. The when is up to all of us, and it starts with you. Before I start, let's get into a positive zone, and I'll share my thoughts on a question from Graduate Thrivers Paz Cards. The card drawn is blue for self-esteem and values, and the question is, what is your favorite thing to do outside? I think my favorite thing to do outside is walk in a random forest to find a lake that I can sit and gaze over while I ponder life's curiosities. This is Season 2, The Role We Play, Episode 3, Your Energy Transforms the Moment. Generally speaking, most of us believe that life plays its hand in each moment and we just have to work with what we perceive of it. Life does create the source input of a moment but we also contribute to it without realizing by changing the moment with our energy. Our energy emotes without communication, causing a contagious emotional feeling, setting the mood for others that approach and displaying a fear of recurring traumatic impacts. Our energy is felt by everyone and everything. Some will absorb your energy while others will repel it. Few will see its aura and understand it but you have the power and control for the message your energy sends to them. We have all been exposed to an experience when someone walked into the room and the mood changed. That is when we are affected by contagious emotion, positive or negative. We have trained ourselves through generational trauma to avoid those we feel have a negative emoting contagious energy. To keep our energy secluded to protect it from others and to put on a protective layer of jealous mistrust when dealing with a contagious positive emoting energy. We have forgotten the power of the neutral to absorb these emoted energies for inspiration and segregated ourselves from being healed by other energies, allowing the negative energies to be the most experienced in the world. The world is not as dark as it seems. I promise. The vibrant light that flows from positive energy is working hard to balance the negative, but is doing so locked in the prisons of our hearts that we walled up to protect. The thing is, when you unlock your heart and tear down the walls you've built, the light will burst out and shine across the darkness. It will be gobbled up at first and feel like you're being drained, but as time passes, Others' energy will be filled or balanced by the positivity you exude, and your light will replenish and shine brighter than ever. It is important we don't seclude ourselves from the world filled with others' energies, because our energy is wasted when not actively vibrating as it interacts with other energies. Eventually, believing your battery is full when it's not, leaving you with barely enough to motivate yourself, let alone interact with others. You might think, well, there's no harm if you're emoting nothing, but that's when we alter a moment most. By locking our energy away, its hands are tied from being able to help you combat the barrage of negativity, allowing your brain to set in already on the defensive. We heighten the power of negativity by validating it as a threat that is felt and would win in battle. Boosting its ego and subconsciously telling your light it's worthless and should slowly flicker out. 
We all have a light inside of us. It's the spark of life that is granted and guarded by our soul. Your soul is wise beyond your human years and takes all your experiences in life as filed by the brain into your memory and makes a decision on how to guard your light. Unfortunately, due to the lack of emotional hygiene over the last decades, we give to the moments of our life, our soul often reads a report that lists all the traumatic experiences we have gone through and what we did to keep ourselves safe resulting in the soul's choice to protect your light until you are strong enough to use it. Once your soul has decided you have learned and healed enough and releases your superpower light beam, the battle isn't over. Like every good hero, you will be attacked by energy manipulators who will drain your power to feed their battery and wrap the positive energy you promote to promote, sorry, and warp the positive energy to promote a negative they believe is justified a manipulator's sway over what energy others absorb is great because they blur the lines between the poles mastering the balance of energy they put out at different times to inspire allegiances over time humanity has come to recognize this as un as an unfair deceit so for safety we avoid all loud and powerful energies diminishing the power positivity holds to make an impact and heal others by recharging people's battery with their excess positive energy. The combination of contagion, seclusion, and manipulation of energy sets the mood for how we perceive a moment before it's lived as foreseen by our soul. The mood we set surrounds us like a bubble that presents a narrative to anyone who comes near its circumference. In just seconds, before any words or action, the soul in close proximity receives an energy signal that communicates safety, acceptance, pleasure, or the lack thereof. With the help of your brain, the two decide if you will approach, avoid, or proceed with caution, having adorned the chosen behavioral armor. We unwittingly wear this armor as learned behavior that ensures the concept of safety and only take it off when we feel it will alter others' aspects of the mood to produce a more desirable result. We all have many suits of armor that range in style and feel in our behavioral closet. Some are rigid and tough, when we, which we tend to put on when we are proceeding into a moment with caution. Others are reflective and rubbery, worn mostly when avoiding And that send all energies back to the sender, barely causing you concern. And then there are the soft, brightly colored, and glimmering suits that we put on when approaching that display all the good we want others to recognize in us while distracting them from noticing our vulnerabilities. The approachable armor is the most beneficial to us as it allows us to act with an open mind, open to experiences in life, putting our best foot forward. But it also is made of unprotective materials and only covers our vulnerability in material that can be ripped off if you're not paying attention. There are many who will say, I used to be happy, but repeatedly being hurt taught me better. This is why so many choose to wear the more protective behavioral suits of armor 
all the time. Always an alert warrior. There are just as many others who took those lessons and decided to bear it all, wearing the most appealing chained leather over a frock, vulnerable lace trimmed in cashmere, concealing what is most private in silk and bejeweled with all their glorious experiences, making them fascinating thing to behold, setting the mood that you are in the presence of a compassionate warrior to be admired. These are the ones that give all who pass them a feeling of being accepted. Acceptance is the one thing humans value more than safety, and we will often often jeopardize our safety, at least our comforts, to feel accepted. However, our jealous mistrust prohibits us from approaching, allowing only to be a spectator in passing. So we seek acceptance with those who are not so strong and free in mind. We seek like minds, or minds that are similarly affected to near-breaking. We form protective bonds with those who meet the criteria and together take on the world, holding hands, forming a barrier to keep out all uncertainties, and closing our minds to the clearer perspectives granted from understanding. You don't need to be brave or strong around kinfolk for they are just as scared and angry as you are about the uncertainty presenting itself. You will never feel alone inside your safe circle because they understand what you seek to be protected from. Acceptance extends our safety, giving us room to breathe a minute during the battle of life, but often they only allow for so much growth before saying, don't confront that demon that holds you back in life. We can't protect you in that battle. At one point in time, I found acceptance in a church group. And I can never deny the power faith has in lifting your soul from its self-made prison. But that is not where I fashioned my compassionate warrior getup. In time, I learned that without freeing the mind, my soul was still chained to the dungeon wall. Faith only extended the chain giving my soul more room to roam. But as soon as I questioned the conflicting provision of compassion based on alliance, I felt the chains that bound my soul yanked back into the prison by words of shame. I never stopped searching for those with triparted freedom through many sects of the faith. I was born to and those of other cultures, and kept finding that aspects of acceptance was welcomed if you praise support to the faiths grown at the price of understanding for those who did not. I have learned to view acceptance as a source of fuel so you can keep experiencing life without your energy tanks running dry. On a regular basis, you need to check in with a source of acceptance so you can breathe, feel seen, and know you're not the only one facing life's ordeals, as well as let your soul roam a while so your light can shine without its protective smothering. Like you would stop at a gas station to fuel your car. Sometimes you pull into an acceptance station and say, this place really feels like me. I think I'll stay here for a while where I can shine bright, but that does not make the rest of the map disappear. 
so life will keep battering your door with experiences and uncertainty. The dutiful will ignore every knock, no matter how enticing the opportunity, but seeing pleasure be got by those on the other side will often bring question to how green your lawn is, and perhaps there is something to those things that have long been an uncertainty you were unwilling to explore. Pleasure is a fickle beast, as we have grown confused on how to obtain it. Each faith will have you believe if you behave a certain way, you can obtain the highest form of pleasure, which is to be happy or filled with joy over all. Every social group will have you believe if you consume their lifestyle, you will be surrounded by things that pleasure you, and every culture will raise you to find elated pride in thinking in line with the thoughts of the homeland. The reality is, <clears throat> pleasure comes in many forms and is used to intrigue us, but is not what proceeds, produces sorry, the outcome we seek from it. Being joyfully happy in a way that makes you feel fully alive. This wholehearted state of being cannot be given or obtained as a possession, because our energy will never stop reminding us that the possibility of trauma lurks around every corner, being able to perceive it before our senses do. Your energy is created as a product of a working partnership between your three parts, soul, mind, and body. I have already described how the soul protects your life spark as its external and immortal guardian, deciding which polar emotional behavior armor you will adorn and choosing whom you will feel accepted by based on the way your moods entangle. <clears throat> but the brain plays just as an important role in forming your energy. It takes every experience perceived by your senses and processes it, assigning it an emotion after analyzing the impact of those who left a fingerprint on the moment, ranking it by importance value and storing it away in our memories to be recalled when our soul sends its a message about what it perceives may or may not happen in the near future. The brain does its best to share all the right information to our soul about how to protect our spark of life, but humanity <clears throat> decided at some point to cease the dissemination of emotional hygiene knowledge, so it has no choice to share that many situations pose a traumatic threat based on the ongoing impacts caused by past experiences. Most of us learned we don't want to feel a certain way. Well, before we reach our teen years, having felt the heart ache from rejection, the body tremble in fear from uncertain strife, and the spinning of thoughts when what is perceived contradicts what we know. As very young children, we learn to read the energy of others and naturally decide how to act and combine it with experience information. The positive information is processed with ease and filed away as good, but the brain wants to know more about what made a bit of information negative, so it spends more time processing it, hoping to learn something useful and good from it. The body is the last to get the message, so it holds onto the feeling of the moment until the brain is done processing the information and stores it away. Some people hold on to a negative moment for decades, avoiding all similar situations 
in the meantime, adding another layer of negative detail for the brain to process. This creates a backlog in the brain's processing, and eventually your body starts to send reminders to the brain, stimulating a recurrence of the trauma, forcing emergency impact response. So sounding an alarm in the brain to put a rush on dealing with this emotional information because the heart won't take any more aching. The nervous system has shaken every nut and bolt that holds you together loose and the senses can't put any more information in the received bin that is overflowing. Meanwhile, the soul that oversees it all thinks you're living in Armageddon and builds an impenetrable safe around your very essence that holds your spark of life. It doesn't have to be like that, though. You can read your energy and help the brain out by trying to process the information as well as helping the brain sort the impactful and consequential information, pinpointing the lesson or personal growth that allows the moment to be filed and stored as something that eventually brought joy. If you make a habit of doing this, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> if you make a habit of doing this for every moment, it becomes natural. Our emotional hygiene improves and our brain will keep the processing function running smoothly, transmitting to the soul that this life is worth letting your spark burst into a roaring flame that warms and lights the world like a dwarf sun star in a vessel which all three parts working in harmony to produce a balanced flowing energy. When we learn to listen to ourselves, we learn to control how our energy interacts with the moment, allowing us to heal from negativity and infix others with positivity. How to manipulate the mood of a moment to ensure we always keep full energy tanks and how to process all the information that we take in every millisecond so all of our systems work efficiently every system mechanical or biological needs to be maintained for it to function its best all its parts need compassionate care to prevent a progression of breakdowns (coughs) and diagnosing the need for care is as simple as recognizing the role your energy plays in the moment As I leave you to think on this topic, I challenge you to think about this mindfulness exercise until then as well. Think about how magnets attract and repel, depending on the polarity of the connecting sides. Now think about the energy you feel in your body when you experience emotions. If you were not in control of your energy, you are not able to identify how it affects your relationships because you cannot see how your polarity affects the situation. Write down ways you can ensure you are expressing the right energy to produce the outcome you desire in a situation. Consider ways that might work for you that allow you the ability to express your energies appropriately with productive purpose in growing from each moment. I will close the conversation by drawing another card from the positive attitude zone or past cards for short. This question will be the opening question for next episode. The card drawn is creative is green for creative thinking. And the question is, if you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? 
We will get to that next week, but in the meantime, you can get your pass cards, Positive Attitude Zone, at graduatethrivers.com. That's spelled capital G, small r-a-d, capital U, small i-t, capital T, small h-r-i-v-e-r-s.com. Stay wonderful, wholesome, happy, open-minded, and natural, and smile as much as you can. Take care until we talk again. This has been Heidi Hardy on the Mind Matters podcast, created by A Light for Change.